This is an interview on May 2nd, 2020, with Mind Maze singer Sarah Teets by Nick Burkell. Now, Sarah, can you give me an introduction on yourself? So, my name's Sarah Teets. I am the uh, singer slash uh, founding member of the band Mind Maze. I also have sung for a variety of other different things. Um, I'm going to be on the new Mike LaPone Silent Assassins album, and I have a Queensryche cover band, Screaming in Digital, that's based out of New Jersey as well. By the way, didn't you also do some vocals for a band called Serenia? Um, I, I did a guest spot live for them. Like We actually toured when we did our full-length U.S. tour in 2017, Supportive Resolve. We did like a full U.S. tour with Arcona and Serenia, and uh, so we met them then, and then when they came back to the U.S. in 2018, I did like a live. I did one of their songs live with them. I haven't recorded anything for them, but there definitely is a connection there. What was it like growing up as a musician in the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I think uh, for the the tricky part for us is like you know I didn't actually. When I was really young, I didn't listen to metal. I didn't really get into rock and metal until I was about 13 or so. So my when I was really young, I wasn't really into that sort of thing. And so I kind of had no idea at that point what things were like. But, you know, comparatively speaking, when our, our previous band before this was called Necromance that my brother Jeff and I formed before we did Mind Maze. And, uh, you know, we played a whole bunch of shows in Lehigh Valley because back then there was a pretty, like, prominent rock club that a lot of touring acts played at called, like, Crocodile Rock Cafe. For better or worse, you know, everybody has their own opinion of Croc Rock if you're from the Lehigh Valley. And some good, some bad. Uh, I mean, (laughs) probably a lot of bad. But, uh... You know, it did provide like a local venue for bands like us to kind of get our start, like opening for bigger, like national acts. So that was, we were kind of fortunate to have that at that point. Um, because nowadays there's really not anything like that here. Um, we play shows at the Sellersville Theater, uh, opening for people, but that's kind of not quite, you know, in our exact area. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not some place that is known for having a good, really, music scene at all, or let alone a metal scene, uh, at least now or within the last 15 years or so. So it, I can't say that it was easy. There were definitely challenges for sure. It's not, uh, it's not like living in a big city where there's tons of options either. So it, it, it was, you know, it was interesting. <laughs> Tell me about some of the new songs that you've composed. I saw on Facebook you speak about three new ones from a February post. Can you tell me their names and how far along they are in the songwriting process? Yeah, um, they're actually totally done. Um, the, the post in question was me. We actually talked about how we, when we opened for Y&T at Baltimore Soundstage in February, which, you know, was the last, I was right at the end before the pandemic situation hit and, now who knows when we'll play again, but, um, we actually played those three songs at that show. Um, so that's where the post came from. So they're completely done. They're actually like completely recorded as well. Uh, the songs are called, um, recreate is the first one. And then we have the hard way, 
and also stand your ground. And, uh, but they're completely finished. And, you know, at this point we have like some little things that need to be done. They need to be mixed, but the songs are they're They're totally finished. Can you give me like a short rundown on like a description of each one? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for our new material, um, we intended for this EP to kind of be a little bit of a stylistic change. The last album, Resolve, was a, a concept album, and it was a lot more progressive and kind of inspired by totally different things than I think what we're going for this time around. Uh, these songs are kind of more like concise and to the point, so to speak. They're not like, you know, progressive epics or anything like that. Um, sort of more with a like traditional metal or like hard rock almost influence to them. Um, kind of like Stand Your Ground has a riff in it that's sort of almost, you know, inspired by things like Deep Purple and like Burn and, and stuff like that, that kind of vibe or like Ingve Malmsteen kind of riffs and stuff like that. Like we kind of went for a little bit more of a sort of hard rock feel mixed in with the metal kind of thing. Um, Recreate is kind of more of a melodic metal kind of song, sort of got that tinge of AOR melodic rock. I am obsessed with the band Eclipse from Sweden. Absolutely love them. And that song kind of has that vibe to it. And then the hard way was kind of inspired by, uh, we went on tour with Saxon a few years ago and that song kind of has a, you know, sort of like hardworking, like underdog, you know, kind of gotta make your own way and, and, and you'll get there. Uh, it just might not be the easiest road. Uh, we were kind of inspired by Saxon with that one, with kind of how the song sounds and everything. So that's sort of a little, you know, uh, description of what they all are like now have you been able to compose or practice any new songs besides the ones mentioned during uh the pandemic um yeah we well we actually we have other new ones that are also recorded as well those ones we haven't performed them live or anything yet so i'm i'm not gonna like say the titles or anything else about them just yet just yet because nothing's really any kind of public knowledge yet and i don't want to tell everything up front but um yeah we have other songs that we have had finished for a while as well we haven't like written anything completely brand new like that hadn't existed before the pandemic situation hit uh jeff and i work in like grocery related jobs so essential businesses so the last six weeks or so has been kind of tough for us as far as time because he's just been working more than he was before. And I, I, I can't say that I've been working tons more hours, but a little bit more hours and the situation is a little bit more stressful than usual. So we haven't had tons of time to work on new stuff, but you know, we, we have done a little bit here and there and Jeff got a new amp. So he, you know, was playing around with that as well. Um, so we've been doing a little bit. What made you pick uh, Queensryche's uh, Road to Madness to cover? And, like, how is your version different than the original? Um, well, the fun, the funny part is we didn't pick it. <laughs> it was actually chosen for us by somebody that contributed to one of our... Like, this was a couple Kickstarters ago. Um, but we have 
a backer that uh, that's uh, like a fan that's been really, really supportive of us over the years. And he actually pledged, you know, a considerable amount of money to just pick a song for us to cover. And for, I guess he just loves that song. That was the song that he just picked as this, as his choice for what he thought um, we would do really well with. And so, yeah, it was kind of given to us, but it was a blessing, I think, because we really kind of loved the process of doing that. We, we stuck mostly to the, like the structure and everything is very similar to the original version, but we kind of added some of our own little like flair onto it. Um, there's a middle section on the original that has a bunch of like orchestration and stuff like that. And, uh, Jeff like layered a whole bunch of guitar texture in there to kind of put this cool vibe on it. And then I play flute. Um, and so I put some flute and piccolo on there as well to kind of add to that too, which I thought was, it, it, it came out kind of sounding more like something we would do and less exactly like what the original sounds like. Now, what are your feelings on the Facebook live and webcast shows that, various musicians are starting and will there be like any of these from mind maze um i actually love some of these ideas very much we like when that with this whole situation's like started like we we talked about really wanting to do a live stream and of of practice or kind of do just a straight up live stream of a show like the full kind of production but that idea never really came to fruition because we don't really have somewhere like we don't have access to somewhere that we could really set up like a full stage setup. Um, I, we like, we go live sometimes from our practices, but it's not quite the situation where like, I'd feel like I could professionally put on like an actual show in that setting. I would still just feel like, Oh, Hey, it's mine maze in a basement. So, you know, that, that idea never came about, but Jeff and I did like a live stream where we did and just, acoustic improv which we used to do that a lot years ago and um it's fun we kind of just played whatever and didn't really care very much about planning anything it was just all what we felt like doing and it went really well and i think people really liked it so um we were talking about maybe doing another one of those um at, at this point in time mind maze isn't fully getting like we haven't i haven't seen <laughs> We haven't seen Rich or Mark since this whole situation started because um, neither one of them are working. So we've, for now, we've just kind of chose to not get together for the sake of the fact that, you know, they don't need to be exposed to the things that we're exposed to at work because they're not working. So, um, you know, we're not seeing each other right now, but we have talked about it. So, you never know. We we could do something in the future. Now, with um, the third anniversary of Resolve, will there be any sort of like release with like bonus or remastered songs? I there are no plans for that at this point. I think I, I think probably like the more likely thing that might happen as far as a re-release goes is like a vinyl version of it. Um, we've gotten asked a lot about vinyl and. I, I I wish we could release all, everything on vinyl. It's just so expensive. Um, so, you know, when we're doing things ourselves, it just kind of makes it a little challenging. So, um, 
you know, I, I could see a vinyl version existing. Maybe not like since it's the three year anniversary uh, anniversary, probably wouldn't be till five years. But I could see like vinyl, but or something special. You never know. We we kind of like to do stuff like that. So who knows? There's no plans for it right now, but I'm not ruling it out. What kind of benefits did you notice from having New Noise Magazine feature Mind Maze as the band camp of the day? I did actually notice, like, some more traffic onto our band camp, and a bunch of people bought, like, digital versions of stuff, so it it was pretty cool. We did see, uh, like, a traffic boost from that, and, you know... Bandcamp is a great website, and I'm sure, you know, everybody's been seeing yesterday they did a thing, and I guess they're going to do another one on the 1st of June where they waive all the fees, so the artist actually gets, like, 100% of the profit from what they're selling, which is awesome, and it's a really cool thing that they decided to do in this situation, so I love Bandcamp, and yeah, it it was good to see a little boost from that as well. What's been going on with screaming and digital as well as denim and leather as of late? Ugh, nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I mean, that's not true, but I guess publicly nothing's going on with anything. But behind the scenes, I have about like 15 songs that I have to learn for screaming and digital that were said we decided since we have to, we're being forced to spend so much time apart and not really getting together to rehearse. We're like hey, let's just work, take this time to work on learning some new songs. Since the band's relatively new and we don't have, you know, the whole Queenstrike discography learned at this point. Uh, so we're kind of just working on getting down some new songs to do live. And then I know uh, Denim and Leather had a bunch of shows planned for later this year. And I think they still do have a bunch of them. Like, um, I think starting in like, October, like October, November, they have a bunch of shows. So uh, as far as screaming and digital goes, we do have one in October. Um, and we, we, our first June show got canceled. I, I assume the second one's going to get canceled as well, but you know, I don't know for sure. So we only have one show. They have denim and leather has a bunch that they're that were rescheduled that were supposed to happen in like March and April that didn't happen. Um, but what actually will happen? I, it's hard to say right now. So, you know, I'm just working on learning those songs for now. How is your engineer doing as a late? Um, Brian's doing really well lately. It's just been tough for him because, you know, his, his health has been challenging over the last couple of years, especially he, his immune system is very compromised. So he's always at risk of getting sick. Like even before this whole situation with the coronavirus and everything came about, he, he still had issues periodically where he would get sick and like really sick, like sick that he had to be hospitalized. It's kind of sick. And you know, that's, that's been, a challenge throughout this whole process of us working on new music. I mean, it's not, it hasn't just been Brian, but that's definitely been a part of it. I always seem to, I always seem to have like sessions booked on days that he ends up like being sick or something happens and it's just bad luck. But I mean, he seems like he's hanging in there and holding up pretty well. Um, he hasn't been taking clients, you know, during this whole 
pandemic because of that reason and you can't risk getting sick. So he's basically just been working on mixing stuff. Brian does a lot of stuff for escape music. Um, they're like a label that specializes in kind of hard rock AOR stuff. The Steve Walsh solo album, Steve Walsh from Kansas, um, that came out on escape a couple years ago. And, um, yeah, they're, they're a good label and like they put out a lot of good stuff. So I, I think thankfully for Brian right now, he has a lot of mixing work to do. So that's at least been able to keep him occupied during this whole situation. What was the origin of those Japanese anime style mind maze pictures? And will there be any more of them in the future? (laughs) Well, I mean, the funny thing is that the origin of that just came from like, I saw a bunch of people that I know sharing them doing that on Facebook and I just kind of thought that they were cute and like, I'm like, Oh, I like those. And then of course the first thing that comes into my head whenever I see something like that is, Oh, this would be fun if it was the band. And then, so I ended up making one for everybody, which was really funny because like I made mine and Jeff made his and then like, and then Rich made his and then like we made marks for him (laughs) and it just ended up looking just like him. So yeah, it was just, I saw it on Facebook. I thought they were fun and like I ended up making one and that was that. I can't say that there's any plans to do anything else with them, but you never know if it's, if it's something silly and fun, we usually end up doing it. Now, can you tell me what it was like flying out to LA and playing at the whiskey? Oh yeah. Um, that, that was, well, uh, quite the experience. Uh, I can't even, it, you know, playing the actual show and getting to play at the whiskey was incredible. It was just, you know, it's like a legendary place and a place that I'm like, I didn't even have any idea I'd ever set foot in there, let alone play on the stage there. And then the real thing that I think made it such an amazing experience is, you know, most of the people at the show were there to see us. Like we had a great turnout and uh, it was better than expected. And, you know, I think most people playing in bands these days know that when you, when you have a show and the turnout is way better than you expect, that's like a miracle and you're just ecstatic. So, um, that part was awesome. Now the actual trip and the flying there, that, that was kind of a nightmare, but it's fine. Our original flight ended up getting canceled and we had to rent a car, drive down to Baltimore, and then fly out of Baltimore. And that was after almost not getting any flight and waiting for like an hour and a half to try to change our flight. So for a second, we thought we weren't going to make it there, but we ended up making there, making it there, and it was really awesome. So yeah, that was a great experience. Now, can you tell me your most cherished possession that has to do with music? Um, it's weird. Like I, I'm not like a huge like collector of sorts. Um, you know, I'm like, if I have to say off the top of my head, I'm like, I have an, um, Adrian Smith guitar pick from Iron Maiden that I got a couple years ago that I'm, you know, I, any, any kind of Maiden like memorabilia at all is awesome. And Maiden's such a big band that, you know, it's kind of hard to get those things 
you know, when you go to a smaller club show and you see a band and you want to get the set list, it's usually pretty easy to get somebody to give it to you or something. But when you go to something on the scale of Maiden, you know, it's kind of hard to get stuff. So I have an Adrian Smith guitar pick that I really love. Um, when I was younger, I had some, I had like a whole bunch of like Tesla related things. Cause when I was a teenager, I was absolutely obsessed with Tesla. And, uh, but yeah, like now I don't, I, I, now I'm more focused on, like, I, I try to take pictures of stuff instead of like actually collecting things. I, cause I just, I tend to like be bad at, at keeping track of them. <laughs> so I kind of try to get pictures with musicians that I meet or just, you know, take pictures at the show. I I'm into photography and that's kind of usually my go-to. Thanks. Now, would you like to go back to any questions? Nope. I think I'm good. <laughs> Final words? Um, yeah, I guess just thank you for, you know, talking to me tonight. And, you know, I am always just thankful to get out there and kind of talk about the stuff. And thank you to everyone for all your patience with everything. Uh, the whole process with us making new music has been <laughs> quite challenging. But I promise, like, we're definitely going to it's it's coming and it's going to be good and you know it's going to be exciting so just yeah thanks everyone for your support and yeah thanks for having me this has been an interview on may 2nd 2020 with mind maze singer sarah teats by nick burkow